0: DJ and PK, it's time now to talk with Craig Bowler, Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability.
1: Bowler, good morning. Hello, David. Hello, PK. Hey, hey what was that song? That, that was a good pick me up. Was that, was that uh, Will Smith? No.
0: That's Bust a Move
1: by a Young Bust MC. Bust a Move. Ah should have known that sorry pk sorry <laughs> we'll let it slide this time yeah thanks that felt good though
2: so
0: bowler you were on the uh you were on the uh, zoom call the zoom press conference with dennis yes. Lindsay and at the end you asked him about tv and he gave you a long non-answer and i was right. curious if you think he yeah. knows the answer and didn't want to say it or if he suspects it and doesn't want to, um, you know, basically guess. Or if he really doesn't know the answer. And I'm curious, the same three things about you: how much you suspect you know the answer. The question was, what's local broadcast going to look like when the NBA returns? Basically,
1: right. So, right. what do you no, know? What do you,
0: yeah. What do you know or yeah. suspect? And what do you think he knows or suspects, or maybe doesn't know and doesn't want to comment on, or what?
1: My, my personal thought is that he probably has been hit with about a dozen different scenarios. So the real answer is still unknown. And again, not to get into it, he probably just uh, was, you know, the, you know, he walked around the question. That's OK. I get it. I mean, there is so much uncertainty uh, and I'm sure he has ideas, but yet there's no plan in place. And that's basically what I've heard as well. You know, we've heard the scenario of Vegas. We've heard a scenario of, uh, you know, Florida. Uh, That's been rumored Uh, they want to keep, you know, the families together, which would probably mean that uh, uh, the Disney Resort in Orlando may work out better than Vegas. But then again, you know, reading online this morning, you know, some owners are maybe in, maybe some owners aren't in. Um, Testing still is an issue. Asymptomatic players. And uh, I, I just think there's multiple plans, but there's really no, there's really no clear path. I guess is the best way to put it, and it's frustrating because I think all of us all of us would like to go back to work, and fans want to see, you know, the NBA, and they want to see Major League Baseball, and now we're creeping up, you know, on, on the college football season and and uh, the National Football League, and there's still a lot of uh, questions that, you know, that are unanswered, and I just don't know if there's any answers to those questions right now.
2: Well, those broadcast situations, would they just be for this season or would there be any long-term stuff come from it?
1: That's a great question, PK. That's You know, it's concerning for me. Um, I, I think probably it would be for the playoffs. If they do bring the playoffs, um, you know, in June or July, um, they'd really have to start up practice right now. Really, guys, what's today? Uh, Thursday, May 7th, there was a plan of 25 days of prep. So it'd have to be soon uh, with the facilities open that everybody's on board. That's the key. You just can't have a few clubs, you know, working out. It basically has to be a a league-wide agreement that they go back to work and put the players, you know, in their paces. But, uh, you know, they've never been – Adam Silver has not had a, uh, you know, a drop-dead date, so to speak, yet on the season. So I guess you've still got time just not privy to know when they could actually play the rest of the season. And I think it basically just be the playoffs. Um, and then of course, you'd have to start considering when do you start up a new season, the 2021 campaign. And, you know, that again, you, you always hear Christmas uh, would be the Christmas day game. Kickoff would be a ratings bonanza, uh, you know, and obviously, um, you know, a financial game for all. So, Again, a lot of ideas, but the path has yet to be, uh, to be cleared.
0: I agree the path hasn't been cleared. I have seen some projections, partly because, you know, it's a calendar and you can count, right? Everyone can do that. Right, right. So that you, the NBA could play the rest of the regular season and all the playoffs in 88 days because you take out uh, the travel. Right, because they're all going to be in one place, so you can really you can play more often because you don't have to allow for the travel and the time to recover from the travel. And so I saw a schedule that said they could play everything out in 88 days, and that they could finish in if you're going to finish in that's basically three months, right? But if you're going to finish in mid September, then you need to start in mid June if you want to finish September 8th or 9th, which puts you right before the start of the NFL season if it starts on time then you need to start by June 8th or 9th. Now, to your point, boy, June 8th or 9th now, I mean, you're basically four months away? Or four weeks away? The
1: the 25-day plan, DJ. Right. So, it's go time. You've got maybe six or seven days of wiggle room right now.
0: So, talking to somebody who said, yeah, I don't see the 82 games happening, but if you get to 74 games, you drop eight games, that's basically a drop in 16 days. That still is possible. So... Uh, The other thing I think is, um, you know, getting everybody on the same page. I don't know that they have to because I'm not totally convinced that they have to take 30 teams – to Vegas or Orlando or you know Walt Disney World, wherever they go to play I'll these. Agreed. Agreed. That they might take 16, just the playoff. Now maybe they'd say, hey, we'll take the top 10 in each conference and let 9 and 10 try to you know play their way into the 8th spot. So maybe you only take 20 teams, maybe you take 24, I don't know. So, you know. 16, 20, 24, 30 beats me. Uh, PK and I have been talking about this for days now, like whatever. Whatever you think you can pull off, something is better than nothing and most of the public, the media, whoever else is gonna roll with whatever you can do. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of complaining, well why couldn't you do a little more? Heck if you can do mm-hmm. something, we'll take it.
1: You know what, DJ PK, I think the most intriguing thing is I look at this schedule that I always keep, you know, handy, just uh, you know, I like to always just reference stuff, but you know, the eighteen games including the Oklahoma City game that wasn't played, if you're looking at playoff pairings and the Jazz are at the four and OKC's at the five would you take games and let's say you don't play New Orleans and Memphis, but you play OKC, you play the Lakers twice, you would play Dallas, you would forget Atlanta, Chicago and Cleveland, Portland, no, Denver, yes, Clippers, yes, OKC and Denver. So, you know, if you wanted to pare it down into conference play yeah. uh, and teams that are actually vying for those playoff spots and impact you know the standings, and if the Jazz didn't play the Lakers, or they didn't play the Clippers, or they didn't play the Nuggets, and those are the three teams that really intrigued the Jazz in positioning. Then, you know, that makes sense to play to see if the Jazz can either jump from a four to a two, uh, maybe above, or what if they fell from a four to a six? Uh, I mean, those are all options on the table if you can sit if you continue to play the remainder of the season in a condensed way or you just go ahead and play the playoffs as as they are lined up now that's another those are two options i guess but the first one i think is a little bit more of an undertaking more games more more time but if they have the time some teams may want to have an opportunity to move up or they could take the chance of moving down in the way of the standings but as you and I talked earlier this week, I mean, this would be really no home court advantage for anyone. I mean, this is a neutral site so with no fans. So, really, the seedings are intriguing, but at the same time, you really don't have the advantage home or away.
2: Listening to Dennis Lindsay and all three of us were on that Zoom conference call, did it, in my mind it did, but how about in your mind in terms of putting to bed and making it the dead issue, the Gobert Mitchell thing?
1: Yeah, I thought he was, you know, was the first question asked down of the gate, and I thought, you know, it had to be asked, and I'm glad. Uh, I think it was Andy uh, Larson for the Trib who did it, yeah. And it was um, a question that, you know, had to be, and he expected that. But no, I thought he took it, tackled it, and I thought he uh, just, you know, made it pretty clear they've discussed things as a team. They have their quote Zoom calls as well, which is pretty popular nowadays uh, to communicate with everybody and. Um, he, he seemed not to walk around the question, PK. That was my, my thought when we all listened in, and I uh, thought he was upfront about the fact that they, they're going to work it out. They're on the same page and the same goal, and I think that's what fans want to hear. The other part of it, too, you know, he made mention of, you know, the financial commitment that's coming, and, you know, the Jazz have been pretty uh, fair in the salary structure of late. Uh, as the Millers, you know, want to make sure the, their money is used correctly as they build towards a championship. But now the big commitment is coming. And uh, that's, that's if you have two players not on the same page and you have some big, big decisions to make, and I thought he downplayed that somewhat. But a super max and a max around the corner, that's a big commitment. And he has to know that these two guys are willing to, if they haven't already worked it out, will – and we'll be able to coexist on the floor uh, and, and make this thing work. If not, they've got to make some big decisions because it's too much of a financial burden if they don't.
0: So all the chemistry issues, whatever they are now, I think we've all been around this long enough. Winning improves the chemistry, losing wrecks the chemistry. It's a a pretty common story, and there's probably a few outlier examples of teams that won and fought and teams that lost and got along great, but it's not the way it usually works. And I think that looking at the way, you know, back to what you said about the schedule and the playoff structure, you know, this team's going to feel one way going into the offseason if they go to Orlando, drop the sixth and lose in the first round. And they're going to feel another way if they go to Orlando and climb to third and win in the first round and then upset the Clippers. PK was just watching a replay of the Clipper game. Now, can they really pull that off? That seems really optimistic. Yeah, well, top shelf you know, expectations and then the, the bottom, the worst scenario. Now, the truth will usually fall somewhere in the middle, so probably won't be either one of those things. But when you look at those, you know, the two extremes happening, you can see team chemistry changing a lot, not just for those two, based on either one of those results.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest key here is which team, guys, if they do play, actually find their chemistry back the quickest. And uh, those, you know, and again, it's a dangerous situation for chemistry. Some teams uh, were on a roll, others were not. Some were injured. Now they've healed. It really puts it all more kind of on an even keel if they do play. And it's going to have to be a quick adjustment and you, you can't say, well, we'll get it. No, 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 you can't find your chemistry. No, you've got to have it uh, if you're going to you know, bounce to the highest level in this league. And so that's going to be, I think, maybe the biggest challenge, uh, not only getting back into basketball shape. But we haven't even talked about some of the concerns. I was just reading on ESPN.com, you know, that the ownership groups are maybe still trying to figure this out. And their concern is giving the players enough time and is it, a, is it worth it to risk potential injury uh, if they get the 25 days and they can't really replicate basketball uh, with no preseason type of you know competition, it's basically you know five on five and a uh, you know in a, in a practice facility. Yeah, you can get up and down the floor and break a sweat, but it still doesn't replicate you know a real NBA game. And how how much of these guys stayed in shape over the last two months? We don't know. I mean, even though the Jazz have said they've shipped out equipment. You know, they've they've worked with them on diet and, and daily routine, but until you actually see them, I think it's a real concern because these are big investments, as we all know.
2: I didn't get an opportunity to ask a question. That's fine. The question that I would have wanted to ask was this time off that they're having, you know, the dead time in terms of no games right now. Hopefully they'd be in the second round and we'd be all focused on that. But we don't have that, so I'm wondering how this time impacts decisions that they have to make immediately. and say, like, for instance, a Clarkson free agents deal. And then also, right. you know, what to do as far as draft. How do you think this time is affecting that? Are they, is it making them more prepared or are they chasing ghosts? What do you think about that?
1: P.K., I I think it's got to be difficult. I mean, the Jazz, as you know, I mean, every summer they probably have the most players visit their facility than anybody else in the NBA. I mean, it's upwards of the 80s, 90s. I think a couple years ago they reached 100 players making visits, you know, visits in for uh, some workouts. So I don't see how you can even replicate that on a virtual workout. You know, hey, let me zoom you in and go and let me watch you do your thing on the floor I mean, I think it makes everybody's job more difficult and more of a roll-the-dice mentality. I also wonder, honestly, and I'll say this out loud, with the financial commitments that are coming, how deep do the Jazz really want to jump into the draft? Do they use picks, trade them? Uh, Do they want to make financial commitments uh, to a 24th or 5th pick? I mean, I don't know. That's a, and that's something I, I don't even have a clue on what they're thinking. I mean, they're always looking to, yes, um, they were pretty busy last season, as we all know, and they were in, they're in the, the mind set of developing players. So they may take uh, their pick and use it. But also it's a financial commitment as well. And I just wonder how that plays into, the, into their equation of, of uh, what they have, how they can use the money better, like you said, for Clarkson. Or is it something that they have, you know, already mapped into their, into their plan, into into their equation? So it's, it intrigues me. But I, I think it's got to be the most difficult time to be a scout and to make some pretty tough decisions on a player uh, that you're going to take that maybe you, you haven't seen. Except maybe in January, maybe in February, uh, you, you you made a trip around the country and you saw a couple of guys in the Pac-12, Big 12, whatever it may be and you saw them play but it's still not the same as camps and getting personal workouts
0: yeah and those in-person interviews i don't think the zoom interview is the same thing i mean it's better than nothing but it's not the same thing but hey i guess this is why they're flying walt perrin all over the place in december and january right in february
1: exactly yeah walt's never around and you know he makes trips and dennis joins him on occasion and you know, Dennis has been on trips. Uh, you know, and stops off, and we'll be in New York, and he'll go watch. Uh, you know, uh, Big East basketball, and you know, maybe make a trip down to, you know, the uh, the big big you know Big Ten. I mean, it's that's what they do all season long. They travel a lot to take a peek at players, and but now no one expected this. I think it really does kinda throw a different, uh, definitely a big challenge, a different challenge to to the Jazz and the rest of the NBA.
0: Well, Bowler, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us.
1: You bet. Tell Joe (sighs) Hay a cup of coffee. I know he's coming up. I'll be listening.
0: All right. Thanks, Bowler.
1: See you guys. See you soon.